Welcome back to Chopper Time, a chance where we get to dive a little deeper into Sunday morning's message. Uh, it's Thomas McClure here, joined by Pastor Ben and Jacob. How is it going? It's going all right. Slow. Um, it ha- it has dragging a little bit this morning. Uh, I think everybody, we've kind of been saying everybody coming into the office today has been dragging, you know, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Should be fun. Yeah. Should be fun. Yeah. Do you guys have anything exciting? <laughs> there we go. Anything exciting going on over the weekend for you guys? Or not work? Work. <laughs> ben, you've been house sitting. Yeah. Yeah. We've had. Um, we've been taking care of houses. Been taking care of animals. Been taking care of kids. Been taking care of uh, all kinds of different things. So, the James household has been spread out in several different directions. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, that that ends tonight. Nice. Hopefully, Back I'm home. I'm looking forward to uh, to my bed, yeah, uh, to my house. So yeah, no cats jumping on you in and the middle a of the night. Cat that doesn't jump on me 14 times in the middle of the night. Yeah, I'm yep. looking forward to that. Yeah, that'll be nice for sure. <laughs> Is there a story behind that? <laughs> uh, probably. What the the, the cat? <laughs> the cat or, yeah. Like, I, so yeah, this this cat is officially named Miss Kitty. Mm. Um, yeah, she. Um, everyone is a peasant. I mean, she is mm. the stereotypical cat that, if she is is loving on you, if she's paying you any attention whatsoever, she's either wanting more food mm. or she's wanting to go outside. Yep, um, and apparently. Uh, she knows that she's going to have the opportunity to sleep the entirety of the day. So her sole mission on colder nights, like it was last night, is to make sure that no one gets a sound night's sleep throughout the night. Sounds about right. So, um, yeah, that's, that's pretty nice. much how it went. I mean, nice. I would get... Uh, I, I think that she was mimicking some WWE moves in the middle of the night, oh, nice. coming off the top rope and just, you know, the splash to the gut or whatever you know so that's that's what was happening it was good yeah very good i was really hoping i was supposed to go paddle boarding on saturday i was so excited to go back out because it was supposed to be 75 degrees i was so excited i had a friend come up to visit getting ready to go out onto the lake you know get some fresh air all that kind of you know that lovely sound when you're on the lake and just that bit of water going by it's mm-hmm. lovely halfway through Saturday it's like 55 degrees and we're both sitting there like I don't think we're going to go paddleboard (laughs) I think on Saturday we saw like three rays of sunshine and it may have whiffed 70 degrees for like 32 seconds Yep. so we went out for a short walk because we needed to get out and do something and then literally the moment we got back to the house it was 70 and I was like this is is ridiculous yeah that's how it works man that's what we do anyway Sunday Yes. Um, I I thought I thought it was a great morning. Uh, it just it felt everybody felt connected again. It was just it was, it's so nice to have people back in the yes, back just, in the building. You know, people, man. Um, and the live stream. You know, it was just oh, yeah. <laughs> we had a, a techno symphony. techno morning. <laughs> so if great if if you if you were at home watching the live stream, or if you go back. Mm. To watch the live stream, uh, please just pass by about the first song and a half, right. maybe two songs, um, because the drums were just a bit on the yeah. much yeah. side. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and the bad part, you know, we have the the live streaming service. It sounded great. Oh yeah. In the sanctuary, so yeah. the, but there's yeah. two different sets of controls yeah. for that. 
and our live stream is on a two-minute delay, mm-hmm. basically. So whenever yeah. we hit live, and what you're seeing, quote-unquote, live is actually happening about two minutes earlier. Yep. So we're basically getting through the first song when I'm back there monitoring it, and I hear it coming through, and I send yep. the message up there. We make the adjustment, get it right. So there's like... A total of five minutes yeah. for us to yeah, yeah. Uh, of actual live stream. Just sitting there waiting for it to yeah fix itself. Yeah, so. the joys. It's great though. No, I thought it was it was a, it was a great morning. Um, we were we finished out um, uh, Ephesians chapter two. Yes. Um, so we went through verses seventeen through twenty two mm-hmm. uh, this week. Um, Jacob, do you want to read through that? Do you have it there? already? <coughs> He came and preached peace to you who are far away and peace to you who are near. For through him we have both access to the Father by one Spirit. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. In him, you two are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. And that's the passage. Yeah. I, uh, you definitely focused in, I mean, again, we say this every week. If you haven't heard the full message, please go back and listen to it. Um, it's, it's all online everywhere. So um, do, do go back and give it a listen. Um, but Ben, you seem to focus primarily on two, it was like there was two main chunks to the sermon you know you had the, the first massive bit which mm-hmm. all about peace that was like the, the huge you know the meat and potatoes yeah. of the first half of the yeah. sermon was what peace is the four different aspects of peace mm-hmm. that we can have in our lives and um one of which you said is not a promise which i thought was good um we can dive into that if you'd like but uh but yeah just and that that phrase that it starts with he came and preached peace and you went back to verse 14 about how for he himself is our peace kind of saying that peace came and preached peace yeah um yeah yeah and that's you know we're, we're looking at you know in a in a in a perfect preaching world here we would have added another week uh to right. the ephesians series um you know but unfortunately the rest of the world didn't agree to that 53rd week this year so um oh. you know, there's there's kind of this 17 and 18 which really kind of build off of what um, we we covered last week right. i mean it all builds off each other but there's maybe a little bit more of a natural inclination into the passage from last week mm-hmm. and then paul kind of gives us what this is all about kind of what it looks like what the purpose of it uh, is in verses 19 uh, through 22. So, yeah, we, we did spend quite a bit of time, you know, mm-hmm. talking about peace mm-hmm. uh, and, and what that meant just from, you know, like you said, the four uh, biblical things, uh, concepts of peace that I could find anyhow um, and, and kind of spent the majority of the time there, but then kind of towards the end as to why peace was so important to what paul is is wrapping mm-hmm. up here with talking about being you know joined together um you know a house being built into a house where god dwells in you know where his spirit dwells yeah um yeah one one key thing about especially in the peace section that really stood out to me was 
uh, and you, you touched on this last week, but I think you, you flushed it out a lot more this week of how God can instill peace in you, but not peace to the situation. Right. You know, um, and the more I've sort of reflected on that, the more I've seen that happen in my life, mm-hmm. you know, um, where you, all you want him to do is to fix the situation, but he doesn't. Yeah. But he, he you know, um, through that wonderful process of sanctification that we've talked about quite a bit of... <laughs> building peace in you uh, whenever things around you are going wrong yeah. which is much harder to actually deal with yeah. but uh, well, more the, rewarding yeah the one real main biblical example that we have of him speaking peace is you know when they're on the on the boat and he's mm-hmm. asleep and the hurricane type storm comes up and you know they wake Jesus up and he speaks peace to the storm so right. that's immediately what our minds go back to uh, yeah. and, and we think well, he spoke peace to the storm in that situation. You know, in in that moment, in that time, yeah. he calmed everything, the external circumstances, and and God still does that. There's there's yeah. no doubting that. Mm-hmm. But I think that what all of us can see through the testimony of our walks with God and through the experiences of our lives is that most of the time, we see him speaking peace to us rather than speaking peace to all of the circumstances. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and that's something I think our immediate expectation and our initial expectation is that God calmed the storm. And there's nothing wrong with expecting that, praying that. Right. As long as we have this understanding that Jesus had in Gethsemane, you know, <laughs> of not my will, but yours be done. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I mean, one, one thing that didn't make it in there, but any time that I think that we face a storm or a situation in our lives, going back to the sanctification process, is I think that we're, we're experiencing that to teach us something. You know, there's, there's always growth that can happen in these seasons. So when God is proving to be speaking peace to me, not necessarily to the situation, then I've learned over the years that my prayer becomes, okay, God, help me to learn or grow in every area and way that you want me to grow and learn through this process because I really don't want to have to go back and repeat this. Mm. <laughs> you know, right. I mean, that that's kind right. of our goal throughout school. You know, Jacob, yeah. you were talking about studying this weekend. <laughs> you know, you're studying, so hopefully you can learn and apply what is expected of you to learn and apply. <laughs> if <Yep. laughs> you don't, then you're going to have to go back and do that all over again. Yeah, and and I've I've failed enough in my life of not learning lessons and having to go back and repeat again that I'm really not a fan of it. Yeah, um, Jacob, was there anything in particular that stood out to you from Sunday morning? Um, maybe get back to me in a minute. Uh, yeah. Um, no, nope, right now. It's got to be right now. It's got to happen. Well, okay. I liked your four, <laughs> your four it, types. It, it's of, instant in and out of season, man. No, I was like, right. should I say that? Yeah. No. I liked right. your discussion on the four different types of peace. Uh, can you go over those real fast? Yeah, yeah. So the first type of biblical peace that we see is redemptive peace or peace with God. Jacob over here, he just deflected that, and he's like, I got the preacher talking about his message, and he was like picking up his coffee cup and smiling as he was taking a drink knowing what he had just done. But all right, I see what you did, but I want to keep talking. Uh, but, but we have redemptive peace with God. You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's redemption through his son. Then we have peace amongst believers. 
which we see Paul, you know, the peace with God is a lot of what we see in chapter one of Ephesians and even into the beginning of chapter two is that, that redemptive peace. The peace amongst believers we see Paul building on here in uh, chapter two as well when he's talking about the Jews and the Gentiles and the unity that yeah. needs to be present amongst believers. The third biblical concept of peace is personal peace. And we see that in Philippians chapter 4. We see it in Thessalonians. We see, I mean, we see it everywhere. There's a fruit of the Spirit right. that's peace. Um, and then you have a world peace. Right. And when I articulated those four, I said three out of those four are promises of God. Yeah. Uh, and the one that's not a quote-unquote promise of God is world peace. Now, that's not saying that the Bible doesn't speak about world peace. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, that's not saying that we shouldn't hope for world peace. Right. Um, but really, the only times that I could find, there may be more, uh, but the only times I could find in God's word the mention of peace on our planet right. was towards the end times. Yep. It was it yep. was in that uh, millennial reign, the return, yep. that that type of thing when everything's going to be yeah, yeah the new heaven, the new earth, everything's going to be brought under His reign. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's great. I'm not I'm not dissuading anyone yeah. or discouraging anyone from going after and working toward toward yeah. world peace. Yeah. Please do. I think we're called to do that. Yeah. But just understand that uh, three out of the four are biblical promises. Yeah. yeah. Is that um, good enough, Jacob? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Good job. Thanks, man. <laughs> um, uh, the, the the second chunk that we can sort of talk about real quick before we get to areas that were chopped um, is this idea of the the builder um, mm. and the, the I really like this one. Yeah. The 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 difference of a brick building versus a cobblestone building. Yes. Is kind of one of the main areas that you were talking about. Of like, you know, we're all different, and um, it's not as believers we don't just slot together easily mm-hmm. um like bricks yeah. we're not all exactly the same we don't have the exact same experiences we don't have the exact same stories um but we're more like a cobblestone building where each rock has its place that it fits better than others and mm-hmm. um, none are more important than others they're all valuable exactly they're all they, part of the building yeah, yeah but they all have a specific area that mm-hmm. works well for them yeah um I just thought that was quite refreshing. Yeah. You know. Well, and that's, you know, like you said, bricks are uniform. You know, they come right. off basically an assembly line. You know, they're they're precast, they're preformed, every one of them to be the same, to have the same dimensions, the same weight, the same mm. look, the same feel, the same function. Uh, and it doesn't matter what brick you place into a certain area of the building as you're constructing right. it. It just doesn't matter because they're all the same. Stone, again, it's 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 different. It it's artistic, it's creative, it's strategic, it's purposeful. Right. It's not just mm. haphazardly throwing something together. It is doing something with a purpose. It is creating right. and building with a purpose. And that's what the master builder does. That's right. what God does, is he puts us together with a purpose. Um, I think so often... We as a church take the brick mentality to mm-hmm. building and just whatever can mm-hmm. get done the quickest and, and have it there, boom, it is. Right. Um, but it, it's it's God and his master builder and his sovereignty and his wisdom and just stepping back and going, okay, here, this piece goes here, this piece goes here. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just a beautiful thing to think about. Yeah, yeah. 
um, for, for me I always kind of end up thinking about like well how did that practically work because one of the things I don't know if everybody falls into this but for the longest time my question was continuously God what's your plan for my life mm-hmm. you know I just want to know just lay it all out mm-hmm. give me a timeline so I can follow it yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. um, that's what he does right yeah. I mean that's yeah. all of us we have this Excel data spreadsheet yeah of, he know. just makes it so clear yeah. no not at all um, <laughs> but uh, how do you go about finding your spot right or or do you find your spot or how does how does that work do you know what i mean i think ephesians 2 gives us the two words one and two gives us the two words that's the the critical part of finding that purpose Mm -hmm. and that's in christ right because that's the one purpose that we all share right is that we are in christ Uh, from a practical standpoint I mean, it, it's hard to formulate anything mm-hmm. um, as to what your fit is, what your calling is, what your gifting is. I don't think I think that there are tests, and I think that there are polls, and I think that there are you know multiple choice question and answers right. that the church can do that's going to help you right. to figure this out. But at the end of the day, it's that reliance upon Christ. Yeah, uh, because if he had intended us finding our calling or gifting to be a formula, then he would have given us the formula in Scripture. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. again, that's that's not devaluing because we have done spiritual gift tests here, yeah. and and they they help. Yeah. Um, but whenever we start beginning to look at, okay, what what are maybe some of the indicators mm-hmm. in my life? I've always um, I've always told people to. Pay attention to what brings you to tears. You know, n- not mm-hmm. in those obvious moments of loss or of tragedy mm-hmm. or even joy. You know that that overcomes you and overwhelms you and and brings you to tears. Think about those moments that you you read something, you see something, you hear something, yeah. and and it just hits you out of nowhere. Mm. And it's like I don't even know why I'm crying right now. You right. know, or I don't know why this is moving me right. to the way it's moving. Um, if you listen to a story of a missionary mm-hmm. going over and giving everything they have, giving their mm-hmm. life, and that brings you to tears, pay attention to that. Mm. I'm not saying that's always the 100% indicator. Pay attention to it. If you hear yeah. a story about somebody housing orphans mm-hmm. or feeding the homeless or doing service projects right. or anything like that, right. if that moves you emotionally when you're not... Um, aware that it's going to move you emotionally pay attention to that right because that your tears will oftentimes reveal to you the passion areas of your life right yeah i uh because i had a good conversation with um one of our one of the guys in our sort of in our church circle who come in quite a lot about this because he he is torn between this debate of do i go into ministry full-time is this my calling mm-hmm. or do i go into business where i can do ministry right do you know what i mean and right. i think where where it's tried to encourage him to land was everybody is called to do ministry. Mm-hmm. Every believer is called to share the gospel, mm-hmm. um, whether that's as an employee of a church or whether it's as a mechanic, doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, now there are those who are very clearly called to ministry and working in a church. Right. Some people, uh, I know Josh Schmidt talks mm-hmm. a lot about like he just that's all he knows, that's mm-hmm. all he wants to do. That's his very clearly, um, his number one calling. Um, other people I know, it's like this is something they're incredibly passionate about. But if something else comes along where they can do ministry 
in a coffee shop like my my previous right. work right. or whatever it might look like um, I think that's the one common denominator for me is as a believer as long as you're doing ministry in some capacity yeah. telling people about Jesus praying for your co-workers yeah um, that's vital yeah you know and, and I mean if we're if we're looking at it, the calling remains the same and universal for all believers is mm-hmm. to minister the gospel of Jesus Christ right the platform is usually the thing that we struggle with. Yeah. You know, what, what's yep. the platform that God is calling us to um, to fulfill this ministry mm-hmm. calling? Yep. And like you said, it can look different. Yeah. And nonetheless, yeah. you have none more valuable or greater than the other. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, yeah, sometimes it's, it's funny as well. Like, I sometimes find when I was working in a coffee shop, I was having more Jesus conversations, like, regularly than I do here sometimes. Mm. Because... I was seeing people every day, all day, yeah. and I had more opportunity. Whereas here, it's more of like a there's set times where I was interacting with large groups of people, mm-hmm. so it's not like any one profession, yeah, yeah. is more ministry oriented yeah. than another. Agreed. Um, our role here is more to build up the believers to go out and do. It's almost like there's scripture for that. Yeah, Apostles, yeah. Prophets, evangelists, <laughs> you know. pastors, teachers. Equip the <laughs> saints to do the work. Of the- yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. Exactly. I think we'll cover that here in our look at Ephesians. Yeah, this absolutely. I'm excited about that one. Um, <laughs> Jacob, any any thoughts here? We've just been rambling and probably cutting you off. So, um, to bounce off what you said, um, I've been trying to work out my calling for a while now. Am I called to be a pastor or a professor? I think a lot of it just revolves around experimentation. Mm. You know, as long as we're doing ministry and making disciples, it might take us a while, but God knows that it, it takes us a while to hear his calling for us. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and don't get so lost and wrapped up in the grand scheme of your calling that you're trying to find an answer to that you miss what God's asking you to do today that he's already provided answers for. Right. Yes. You know, yeah. I think looking forward to that future opportunity that you don't know how to yeah. define it and miss the current opportunities that are right in front of you. Yeah. Uh, I think I've said this before, but one of the best bits of advice I was ever given was that if I, if God told me exactly what my calling is, I would spend a lot of time chasing that rather than him. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, I think that's good. Which Ooh. is... Yeah really true for me because yeah. I always know all I want is just someone to tell me what to do <laughs> like I'm not a big ideas guy like yeah. I, I can I can execute an idea decently well but like I'm not good at coming up with all these crazy things um, so I just want to be told what to do and then I'll go do it yeah. um, but that's not always the case right. um, sometimes but sometimes not um, anyway we're, what, what were some of the areas out of this passage that you felt needed cut out or have we kind of covered a lot of them? Yeah, I mean, we, we've we've covered quite a bit of them. I mean, you you know, you can look at um, verses 19 uh, through 21. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, we covered them a little bit, but, you know, you're no longer strangers and aliens, uh, but you're fellow citizens with the saints mm-hmm. and the members of the household of God, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone. We, we kind of gave that a cursory mention right. on Sunday morning, and there was so much depth there that we could have mined, um, you know, that that just we didn't have time for um, on Sunday morning. Uh, so I, I think that that element of what the product was uh, probably took took more of a backseat to the the personal piece. 
mm. uh, aspect. And and you know, we took I took some time to do. I, I told a couple stories from my life mm-hmm. um, involving personal peace, and then we also uh, did a little bit of an illustration up front with Jacob mm-hmm. and Van Green. You know, mm-hmm. the the father and the son combo, uh, talking about the foundation of peace in our lives and how um, whenever our foundation is wider, whenever it's stronger, whenever it's built on Christ, it it gives us the ability to withstand uh, things that we typically wouldn't be able to withstand. Uh, so I mean, we we talked about quite a bit of them here, yeah. and I don't know if we've got even time in this podcast that we True. could dive into all of the True. stuff that was cut out. But I think that's one of the things that I've really appreciated about being here and the way that we're doing Sunday mornings is, especially with this um, Ephesians walkthrough, we kind of talked at the very beginning about how this is to build our biblical literacy, mm-hmm. you know, and yep. really dive into a passage. And I think um, doing that and doing that together as a community, really diving into the Word as opposed to talking about philosophy or, you know, good life choices or something like that, helps us build that foundation, you know. um, Gives us that sort of deep and wide, like, biblical um, grinding for our faith. Um, I think think it's fantastic that we're doing that as a community um, and building upon that. I'm excited about it. It's good. See where it goes, you know. Um, So if people wonder why we're taking going through a whole book two verses at a time it's to build that foundation that's right. you know that's right. um, at least we're not doing one verse at a time we could easily be doing one don't, verse at a don't time don't tempt me the, Jacob the, dude some of the church fathers would spend weeks on a single verse yeah. don't yeah. tempt me Frodo yeah. these guys are mad yeah so <laughs> um, I, I, I interject something here yeah. before we kind of wrap up if you you know going back to kind of the calling or just uh, just kind of a, a, an overall fear or assumption in general please don't ever feel like um that you have to have everything together um to do the work of the ministry to do the work of god and and this is going to be a little bit of a tongue-in-cheek type thing but it is a, a true point if you've ever thought that it was a prerequisite for pastors to be eloquent of speech and have their phrasing and terminology and everything correct in order to be effective, then you've not been at a service at First Church, at least during my time of pastorate, (laughs) yesterday. Uh, Let let me just tell you about yesterday a little bit. And this continued after the service. Like, I could not speak English yesterday. (laughs) Like, throughout the day, could not speak English. At the beginning, I'm doing a little bit of of a funny type thing of quipping about, you know, posting on social media and giving credit to you know uh, right. where credit's due and I, I make a reference to say hey if I say something that's not good but you still want to quote me on that then my uh, my name is spelled J-O-S-H-S-C-H <laughs> M-I-D-T however in the midst in the process of instructing the congregation on how to spell Josh's last name, I spell his last name wrong. <laughs> I get the I and the M transposed. Right. So that was completely off. And then I go to give an, uh, you know, a little bit of an uh, example, mm-hmm. uh, an analogy of being put in the right place, and I'm referring to a jigsaw puzzle, and for the first three quarters of the story, I'm calling it a crossword puzzle. Yeah. And, yep. the, and the whole time, in the back of my mind, and it's kind of funny how we can have these like yeah. internal dialogues going while we're while actually speaking. saying yeah. something else, and the whole time, in the back of my mind, I'm going, you said crossword puzzle. 
I think you said crossword puzzle. You, it's a jigsaw puzzle. Did I say crossword puzzle? I think I said. And then the most responsive moment of yep. the whole morning was when I got done. I went, did I call it a crossword puzzle? And everybody's like, yes. <laughs> like that yeah. was something that they had just been had been building up yep. inside of them. Yep. So. Yeah, it was it was a struggle yesterday in yep. some areas. I didn't even realize it. I'm like, oh yeah, you know, we went over this in uh, sermon prep. You know, yeah, <laughs> we were talking see, about the jig, jigsaw puzzle illustration. See, this is the great thing is if if that was me, I can just say, oh, that's what we call them back home. You know, <laughs> <laughs> just play that's, the play the foreigner card. That's what we did in Ireland. Yeah, that's what. Oh, you call those jigs? Oh, weird. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, Jacob, any closing thoughts before we, we wrap it up here? I think we're right out of time. I so. really liked this week's sermon. I think the illustrations really brought the passage to life. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a lot of metaphors and word pictures that were in the passage. I, I think the illustrations really helped with that. Mm-hmm. No, I thought it was good. And it was, yeah, we don't often have illustration heavy right. sermons, but I think that, yeah, all of them were so helpful for sure. Um, so again, if you haven't heard the whole message, please go back and listen to um, Sunday's sermon. Yeah. Um, and uh, we hope that you have a great week. Chat to you later. <laughs>